welcome to That Universal Podcast, a universal podcast for grown-ups from the After Dark and Connect world. There may be a few naughty words, so it may not be suitable for kids. Enjoy the show! Hello and welcome to another episode of That Universal Podcast. I am Nick and I'm joined on this episode by Craig. Uh, P-Dubs. Hello. Mr. D. Ahoy there. And leaving the best to last, of course, Sinead. Hello. Oh, that was a jolly one. That was a bit cockney there. Hello, Gabba. was a bit, wasn't it? Hello. Hello, geezer. All right, all right, darling. All right, calm down. Leave it out, leave it out. Yeah, come on. Only one cotton on here. Um, Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say, I'll start off by saying, you know, we're the the second biggest universal podcast in the UK. We're the second biggest running universal podcast in the UK. The reason why I say that is because it dawned on me the other day, right, officially now, over on the sister podcast, Disney Parts Beyond, we are now the UK's longest-running Disney podcast. That's Ooh. weird, isn't it? Because our rivals stopped recording. Yeah. We can swear so, on this one, can't we? Uh, I mean, if you, if you must. Fuck you, Disney Brit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we'll beat the other Universal podcast anytime soon. But you know, Nick, I really think you should you should delete that disgusting word. Actually, it's two disgusting words. Well, I don't know. I don't think because it's one. It's just one word, isn't it? Is it? Yeah. No, I, I told them to put a space in it because Disney's more searchable than Disney Brit. Right. Yeah, I don't think he did though. He did. He did. He did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's escaped the world of podcasts. See what I did there, and uh, and now still in the, the longest charts, so isn't he? Well, yeah, because people still people listen to episodes of both of these shows from like two or three years ago sometimes longer so you know i always find it wild when people like say that they've listened to like all the old episodes and i'm like oh jesus why why have you done well, that see i yeah it's uh, funny you say because i heard you talk about this on mickey waffles the other day uh, and, i did um, too yes because we listened to the same episode together and sinead knows because she oh what it. happened then and sinead knows you went on silver black we're all swapping accents this week it seems <laughs> i know um, and it is, it's really bizarre. Um, especially, I don't think it's so bizarre when you've got people that uh, kind of started listening to you quite early on, right? So we've got listeners that we speak to now that, you know, have been pretty much listening since the beginning, right? But on occasion, what you'll do is you'll find, and this is what's happened because of um, that LBC radio appearance, is I've now got people discovering the podcast for the first time and going, oh my god, look how many episodes there are in the back catalogue. I'm going to go and start at the beginning. And I'm, I'm like, please don't start at the beginning. I mean, the, the the beginning. The good thing with this show was because of when it started, it didn't start off that rough. It started off quite well because we'd had experience of doing other podcasts. But when and you start doing a podcast, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's got rough. <laughs> got rougher. But when you when you start doing a podcast for the first time, I mean, I mean, my God, I can only imagine how bad the first episodes of me and Boniface doing Diz After Dark were. Because 
he was like, just make sure you swear. And so there was a swear word every every sentence that we said because we were trying to be edgy and cool, and it's absolute cringe. But but there you go. You remember um, when we had Gmail on and uh, Boniface took the bins out? <laughs> oh, that was that was a good one. Do you remember that time Dolan fell asleep? Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. Then there's the interview with Mike. Yeah. The interview with Michael Silver- Silverman when I'm on a bus. Oh. If you thought if you think if you think P dub's sound is bad now, go and listen to that episode. Actually, it's probably worse. And um yeah, I mean I've I've done loads of embarrassing things on here. What was the yeah. there was one podcast that really out fart, didn't I? I thought you got away with it. Yeah. I thought no no one's picked up on that. No one's picked up everyone picked up on it. Well, I see um, it that ways. Exactly. That's what you gotta do. Keep it classy. So we've got a few things to talk about. We're gonna look at the news. There's a little bit of news. Um, and then we're gonna go into did you ever name this segment, Craig? Um, the, the Super Universal League. Ride? Super the Universal League? Super League. Universal Super League. <laughs> I get Show- Let's piggyback on the back of that in the show title, people. Come on. Absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, as we're recording um, this episode, so this will date it for people listening to it in a few days' time. Um, I believe your team, the Merseyside Reds, are playing Leeds, aren't they? <laughs> the um, the Merseyside Reds are playing the Leeds Whites. No, no. 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 Leeds, are, Leeds United is still a team. Okay. So, because uh, they've not they've not buggered off. So you're the franchise now. Yeah, your franchise. So there's a Liverpool uh, team now on every continent, <laughs> in every league. Mate, give it a couple of years. We'll be seeing them playing at like ESPN Wide World of Sports or something. Oh, sure. don't, I don't, don't give them ideas. Um, yeah. So anyway, so the Universal Super League. We're going to do the the. Is it the semi final? No, it's the quarter final. You'd always come too soon. Yeah. So the to the bishop. And then we're going to go and have a look at another hotel, which we won't talk about right now because we'll save that as a surprise towards the end. So I suppose let's go and have a look at uh, the news. <clears throat> I'm just That's a good point. That is a good point. Well, this is this is the problem, see? When Boniface is running the ship, you've got running orders and like not yeah, script, script schedules. I mean, we rehearsed and, for weeks, darling. Yeah. Sound bites. I actually so I editing. I, I can't work shut up. I can't work out. <laughs> I edit this show. I can't work out um how to do things on my iPhone calendar, right? I've never figured it out. But really? there's, there's stuff in my diary that's been there years. And one of them, so I got notified about this last night. Um, I had the production meeting for Disaster Dark scheduled for tonight at eight o'clock. Because well, obviously it didn't happen. happen was we used to be called every two weeks, and the week in between, the three of us would get together. Uh, in fact, did we? Do we do it with you, Mister D? I'm trying to think. Did we? I don't, we, I don't think ah! we did it. We did it. Before we did it, we had a quick sort of talk about it before we started. Yeah, when I joined, I, think, I joined on I think it was episode seven. Yeah, we might have stopped it by then. I think you may have done. <laughs> um, but we used to have like a production meeting the week before we were going to record about what we was going to record about. I don't know why we did it to be honest, because it was always <laughs> out of date by the time we started recording. But yeah, then we got show schedules and stuff, so it was much more professional when um, Bodyface was in charge. But hey, let the anarchy rule. So. Uh, Mr. D, I should ask what you're yes. drinking. So, Mr. D, what are you drinking? Right, so there's a story behind this. I, I love mean, this. 
Or yeah, so you guys didn't comment on my greeting, which was ahoy there, right? Because this week was supposed to be our cruise Disney Cruise Line episode. It was, right? yeah. I'm giving away the magic here. I'm sort of letting people in behind the, the curtain. I'm breaking the fourth wall or whatever the hell it is. But in preparation for that, I went out and I got myself some cracking spiced oh. rum. Oh, oh it is nice. I mm. am having a rum and coke. Nice. A beetle drink. Shiver me timbers. You know what? I've still got some of my pineapple. Oh, hey. Yes. Yes, I have. Oh, um, nice. I've still got some of my Captain, my pineapple Captain Morgan. Mm-hmm. Mm. Pineapple so, Captain Morgan's. Oh, my God. It, I think it's, I, it might be like pineapple and mango. Or something. Oh. It's so nice. Like that Ooh. with like a bit of lemonade is just such nice. a summery drink now. Um, <laughs> so I might have to have that for the Disney Cruise Line episode, which will be nice. next next week. Next week. Welcome um, tropical. Yeah, oh, next yeah. Monday for Patreon, next Wednesday for the public. Um Sinead, what are you drinking? I've got a Jemison and Coke Zero. I had exactly, exactly one like drink of Jemison down the bottom of the bottle. So finishing it off. Lovely, 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 lovely. Uh, P-Dubs, we know uh, what you're drinking, but tell us. Yeah, I ruined it because I nearly choked on it before we started. Um, I've just got a coffee. That's what she said. <laughs> I would have made myself a cup of tea because I don't think we talked about it on the podcast, but Mr. Craig... Um, gifted me some lovely posh tea i made the cardinal sin last night though craig so i my my routine now is that most nights i'll have a cup of tea yeah while i'm watching the office with while you're watching extenders i don't watch extenders i'm not kieran and um so i normally have a cup of tea well last night it was sunday night which meant line of duty right so i thought i'll have a, a cup of tea you know i'll make it when the office is on so by the time that line of duty starts, it would have got to the right temperature for me to, to, to drink it. What happened was I forgot to take the tea out of the cup, didn't I? Oh. Mate. And I thought, well, I'm going to risk it for a biscuit. But, I mean, it was just it was just awful. Yeah. Take very your tea leaves, yeah, take your tea leaves out, people. Don't don't let them yeah. breathe longer than four minutes. Get your tea leaves out for the lads. Uh, so speaking of tea leaves, Craig... Um, not that I was making a stereotype of Liverpool course. Um, what are you drinking? Please be a cup of tea. I am actually drinking a brew tea company, um, lemon and ginger. Oh. Teapot for two, which are filled up. And I'm, I'm, yeah, it's lovely. Very good. Very good. Uh, I've just got cherry Pepsi Max. Yes, I went, I went to buy some more of that grapefruit beer and it sold out. Lady drink. Is but I thought, well, you know, if I if I just add a little bit of like body body or something to it, just spice it up a little bit. But there has to be uh, at least one lady on podcast, so it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> she's not having the lady drink either, which is which is even more special. Um, right. So now we've done that, let's go and have a look at the news from the parks. Hello, this is Wendy Prater at Magical Journeys Travel. Interested in a universal vacation? I can help you find the best deal for your family. There are tons of options at Universal, and I can help you choose the best ones and help build an itinerary to help you maximize your time there. 
I make the plans and you make the memories. Contact me at Wendy Prater at MagicalJourneysTravel.com. Does anyone want to go first? Because I'm quite happy to go first. If no one else is. I've had a look and there's not much news, is there? I think there's only one. Well, there's two biggish stories, I suppose. Yeah. There are one. Was the price hikes um, done in the last episode for the passes, the annual passes? No. No, we didn't do annual passes. Okay. No, that's only just come out. But I mean, that's Disney though, isn't it? No, um, 1st of April, um, Universal oh. put out. Oh, okay. So the parking went up. To park we... annual season pass was $304, now $349. Hang on, what? $304 up to $349? Yeah. That's that's a pretty big increase, isn't it? Yum, yum, yum. thing is they can get away with it at the moment because Disney aren't selling any annual passes. Yep. No. They are now, though. They've just announced their, their price increase. Oh, mm. mm. that's that's, that's pretty big hates. Mm. I suppose I've got my money back somehow. So go on, Craig. What's what's the rest then? Um, I was just trying to copy and paste the link into Zoom, but I don't know how to. Well, I I'm not interested. I'm you're 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 telling us. I'm not looking. Was at it recording now? Yeah. Oh, are we? I thought we were still ad libbing uh, in the in the car park. Um, <laughs> hang on, okay. Hang on, hang on a second. What? So we've we've done the introduction. Yeah. We've we've done what we're drinking. I've seen the red light go out. (laughs) Yeah, it's back on. Okay. Uh, Right. Universal Orlando Resort quietly hikes prices ahead of expected busy summer. This come out on the 1st of April. So it could be an April Fool's. Uh, Two park annual season pass was $304, now $349. The power pass has gone up. From three five four dollars to three nine nine. Uh, the preferred pass, two park preferred, three nine four to four four nine. The two park premier pass, five five nine to six two four. And Florida passes have gone up for Florida residents as well. Six two six nine to two nine nine for the seasonal. The power. 319 to 349, the preferred 359 to 399, and lastly, the Premier Pass 509 to 559. I mean, that's so, that is quite significant. You, they're you quite big, aren't me, they? You've worried me now that you said this was on the 1st of April. Can you double check this? It's I'm getting this from Theme Park Tourist. Okay. So, if you got it from Theme Park Trader, then I wouldn't have believed it. Yeah, then yeah, it's no. no. Inside the no. magic. No, no, I, I agree. <coughs> that shoddily run operation over there. Um, yeah, I mean, they, they, they're they quite quite significant. I mean, you know, some of them, I think the highest I, I worked out in my in my head with quick maths was $80. Uh which I mean, look, if you break it down, you know, on a monthly basis, you know, that's it's not a huge, a huge jump, I suppose. But it's still, still, you know, during a pandemic, quite, quite significant. But I guess, as you say, you know, people might be more inclined to to buy them at the moment. Well, they're running at reduced capacity as well, so yeah. you've got to get a balance somewhere, haven't you? Yeah. 
Yeah. So. Hmm. Okay. Um, Mr. D, what did you want to talk about? Um, again, isn't he? Didn't really, didn't really have a lot other than um, the crowd seemed to be picking up. I mean, Universal's been hitting capacity um, pretty much every day recently. Um, so obviously things are are getting busier. Um, obviously, uh, the other thing is that in Hollywood, uh, Universal Studios there is opened again, isn't it? So uh, things are definitely picking up a pace. Um, other than that, not a lot, really. That's interesting. Um, yeah, I, I guess. I mean, I, I, I did everyone see like the crowds at spring break and stuff like that? Yeah, you know, yeah, uh, I mean, it's it's going to get to the capacity now, isn't it? Because school's ending soon, and obviously, summer's coming, vaccinations are through the roof in America. Well, you know. they just seem to be relaxing in general, you know. And we talked about this on on Disney Parks, but you know, you know, they just recently had down in Tampa WrestleMania socially distanced, but they still had about twenty five thousand people in the stadium. Uh, you know, you had spring breakdown up in Miami. Um, that seems to potentially be a bit of a super spreader event because uh, cases are now increasing again uh, in the state of Florida. And yeah. I think I think people are getting a bit more relaxed on things now. The vaccine is is coming out, uh, and, and obviously the adoption of that is um, is picking up pace. So I think people are getting a bit more relaxed. So uh, you know, I suppose the question really is how long have we got until uh, they increase that capacity even more? I mean, what, Mister D, do you know what they were at now? Uh, no, I'm not 100 percent sure what level they're at. I think it's 35% still. Well, Disney's thirty-five percent, and I guess I guess Universal would be the same. You'd think so, wouldn't you? I think it'd be a mandated yeah. thing. Yeah, than... but then the capacity. But the thing is, thirty-five percent at Disney and thirty-five percent at Universal are not going to be the same, are they? Yeah, and I know Universal are doing it different. So regardless of like with Disney, you need to have the park reservations. But regardless of Universal, if you're staying on site, you can get into both mm. parks. So I don't know what way they're working that, or if it's maybe like thirty-five percent for certain kind of guests or whatever and then they're factoring in hotel guests separately i don't know i'm not really sure how they're working it out but mm. well, didn't track it after them um, go elsewhere the other day good because he tried yeah, to get to universal so. yeah he couldn't uh, get through because he was in one park and they wanted to go to another one but bizarrely yeah. he walked out of the front gate and then walked in the front gate at the other one That's uh, right. but couldn't go through the the bit in the park. Well, it's probably because they're not, they're not, well, two things could have happened. The first one is that they're mandating it differently at the different gates. Or the second one is that in the time it's taken him to walk out of the park, walk over to Islands of, let's say Islands of Adventure, it doesn't matter which one he was going to. Um, but by the time he got to the other entrance, people had left because that also would have happened. Yeah. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, for you to walk... Yeah, there'll be someone there clicking people in and out, won't there? Yeah, but if you think about it, if you if you left Universal, Craig, and you're walking, uh, you know, round the bay, over yeah, the yeah. Grid, back to the entrance, that's got to be a, a good 10 minutes. If you're walking fast, 10 minutes, yeah. If you're walking leisurely, 15, 20. 
Right. Do you know what I mean? So there's every chance that it was yeah, just yeah, by the definitely. time he got there, um, you know, people had left. They they could allow him in. Um, either way, just be grateful you can go. Some of us don't have that luxury. Um, mm. I, I just can't believe that no one's talked about the legacy store yet. Well, I well we, knew, we knew you would. <laughs> Kept it for you, Nick. <laughs> and, um, P-Dubs, I know you must have been keeping your eye on this. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it looks great, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, both, both stores look superb, to be honest. Um, I've not seen... I've not seen the new store. Yeah, the new store looks great. It's got uh, it's themed areas for for the bigger franchises. So Potter's got like the middle of the new store, um, kind of like it. It kind of looks like a divination classroom. Um, so it's got constellations on the roof and and things like that, um, and looks great. And then I think they've got a minions area in it. Um, I can't remember the last one. It was possibly. Might have been Kong, which would make sense at the moment because of the film, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, and the Legacy Store, which obviously opened first, that opened about three or four weeks before the the main store opened. Yeah, of course, it's gonna be it's gonna be our thing, isn't it? The the Legacy Store. I think so. I mean, look. So just if you're if you're not aware, um, the Legacy Store has opened up where the Universal Store was in City Walk. So uh, towards the, what's that area called where you've got like Moe's and uh, Bob yeah. Marley? Uh, I don't know. But anyway, that's on a city walk, right? Yeah. So that's where the Universal Store was. That is now the Universal Legacy Store. And then uh, next to uh, Voodoo Donuts. Um, so I can't, what was that store called? It was, it was three separate stores, wasn't it? There was a, a surf shop. That was there. That's yeah. where I got my new shorts. Oh, the famous short story, yeah. 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 Can't remember the other two. No, it was it was a bit was, of a it was shop. one of them yeah, it was one of them like a, a toy store. Wasn't one a handbag type thing? Fossil. Uh, I think well, one no, of I them was fossil. I, I wasn't sure if fossil was part of that surf I, I think the surf shop, because that that he also had Quicksilver in there. Yeah. But it wasn't a Quicksilver shop, but it sold Quicksilver stuff. So mm. I think it may have been like a generic oh. brand name for the shop that yeah. had all of those brands in it. Um, yeah, the, the the one that was on the corner where the new entrance is, that was a like a Japanese kind of toy shop. Yeah. But, I mean, toy shop doesn't really sell it very well. It wasn't a toy shop, but, you know, kind of collectibles and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's the new home of the the Universal Store, and that's where you're going to find both stores. You can find newish products, but that's going to be the main kind of hub for the new product launches. So, um, one of the things I saw in the new store is they've got Harry Potter kitchenware. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. So if you wanted a, um, you know, a Hagrid uh, pizza slicer. I don't know if that's one of the items. I'm just saying I've always be. wanted one of those. <laughs> See, if they were smart, right, they they would make a, a pizza cutter out of the bike, the motorbike, from the ride. Oh, that'd be cute. And the front wheel could be like the pizza wheel. But what would you do the side thing? Yeah, that's where you put your garlic. <laughs> oh, the dip holder. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I hadn't thought this out properly, but you know what I mean. Um... 
So yeah, I mean the legacy store, I, I just think looks great. It's a real. You could have a dead Dobby um, pepper shaker and then a dead Hedwig salt shaker. Oh, you're why? Why? Why do you have to bring oh, those up, Craig? Too far. Too soon. We haven't got into the the dead people though, have we? So at least he's not gone that far. Oh Jesus! <laughs> Can I ask potentially a really stupid question? What the hell is the legacy store? Uh, well, I was just going to, I was just about to go into that. So, the legacy oh, extortionate is great because it is, as the name suggests, the legacy of Universal Studios Orlando. Ah, uh, okay. So, it's got theme sections to, uh, well, I mean, obviously, at the moment, it was supposed to be the 30th anniversary last year of the parks. And, and I mean, technically, it was because that was the 30th anniversary, but obviously, it was closed for some of that time and they weren't able to do the things that they wanted to do. So, this is kind of an extension of that. So it's got themed areas to former attractions. There's a lovely Jaws section, which has like some props on the ride. It's got uh, one of the guns uh, used on the ride, for example, in, in a case. Um, you know, like a jaw, uh, a shark jaw bone is there in the display as well. And there's a load of collectibles. So, uh, you know, you can get Jaws mugs and, you know, T-shirts and stuff like that. Um, also, and this was something I found out a bit later on, um, did you see, Mr. P-Dubs, that along with the Jaws thing, there's also a, um, what's it called, a Jaws Moldorama? Yes. That, like we've been talking about with the stuff at the Halloween Horror Nights and stuff like that, yeah. Yes. So Moldorama is a really old-fashioned um, kind of like make-on-demand plastic machine. Makes like a little plastic statue. So uh, you can, there's one of those with jaws in it now, so you can make yourself a little Bruce. Yeah. So that's in there. Okay. Um, but yeah, so so but the shop itself is split into sections. Um, there's lots of memorabilia for former attractions. There's also stuff about current attractions that tells you a bit, a bit about the history of things as well. Um, but this is the main place at the moment to buy the the retro line that they've done. So a lot of it we saw last year. There are new additions coming out for it in the next few weeks. We've seen some previews of it. It still seems very on brand to what they did last year. So we're talking uh, early 90s luminous fluorescent colours being used everywhere. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. I love that. Um, so, yeah. And there's also in the middle a personalization uh what's it a personalization department, it's called. Um, where you can get embroidery, embossing, engraving, or heat press items. Ooh. So it's a number of things, hats mainly and t-shirts, but you know, anything you can pretty much customize, you can go there and do. Um so yeah, there's there's you know lots of uh, items from past uh, attractions. There's also some concept art. Uh, there's uh, props from T two three D. There's one of the Doom bots from Doctor Doom's Fearful as well, um, and uh, some bits from ET's Adventure and uh, the Harry Potter stuff as well, including Hagrid's magical coaster. Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure, not Magical Coaster. Um, so yeah, you know, if you like the the more historical side of Universal, then this shop's for you. 
Sounds good. Yeah, it sounds cool. Yeah, lots of. Um, I'm going through some of the pictures of some of the stuff, but as I said, at the moment, a lot of the the retro stuff is stuff that came out last year. So the new editions obviously aren't ready to go yet. Oh, there's a nice pink hat. Oh, just just had my eyes drawn to a pink baseball cap. I might have to put, put some kind words into people in the Orlando area to buy me one. So that's that. Um, so two new stores in CityWalk if you want to buy merchandise. But um, we now have an announcement on the opening date for the Velocicoaster. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a really weird day. Why? Why? Because <laughs> it's a Thursday. That's why? Yeah. Thursday, June the 10th. Has it got Express Pass? Uh, I've not seen anything about Express, no. They don't usually, do they? No, because the years, maybe. Yeah. yeah. There might be single rider, but I don't I don't even I'm not sure actually if they've got single rider again yet, have they? Yes, they I haven't have. heard it. Oh, have they? I'm sure I'm sure someone was moaning about it. Moaning about the fact the, the usual Little. moan that the Yeah. I'm sure someone I'm so sure sure I saw someone moaning that they queued longer in the single rider queue than they did the the normal queue. But then that would have been the same pre pandemic. So you know, maybe mm. maybe there's a, a retweet. People just like to whinge. Well, there is that yeah. as well, obviously. Yeah, but never never change. People never change. Um, but yeah, so at least you know the the wait is almost over. I mean, obviously the wait isn't over because it's not open yet. But you know, we've seen the testing going on, um, and and we now have a date, so we know when it's going to open. So it will be open a few weeks before the the busy July period. Um. You know, that Independence Day weekend is when it starts to really pick up, doesn't it? Mm. So, uh, you know, I've been operating them for a few weeks before that happens. So that's got to be a positive, right? Yeah. It's, it'll take a lot of pressure off high grids as well, won't it? Yeah. Yeah. Especially being in the same park. Yeah. yeah. Well, actually being being so close together, really. It's very, yeah, very, just around the corner, basically. Yeah. Well, just over the bridge. Standard old. Yeah. Um, I won't lie, it looks it looks terrifying. I'm gonna have to go on it. But I think it looks really it. fun. Mm. I don't like the lap bar restraint. Why? What way is the lap bar restraint? <laughs> what, what, what? What's wrong with it? What's wrong with it? Well, because it, it doesn't. It's lap bars should be used on coasters that don't go upside down. Mm. Fair. Mm. I Does it go upside down? Yeah. yeah. Oh, goes upside down over the water. Oh, so you well, might is... for a swim. Yeah, well, you hear is big, big, big. No, it doesn't matter. Splash <laughs> into the water. Big, Amer- big, big Americans flop falling out. Splash, 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 splash. Yeah, right, Craig. I, d- I... <laughs> Craig, can you smell burning toast? Has your face drooped to one side? Look, I'm trying to not offend people because I always get into trouble. <laughs> I knew exactly what he was doing. Hang I could tell on, he was trying on. to think of something. Right, hang yeah. on. So oh, in Craig's in Craig's bid to not upset anybody, rather than insult my hair and fade miserably, instead he just went, ah, I'm sure some overweight people will fall out. Brilliant. Americans. <laughs> and American <laughs> ones at that. Yeah. <laughs> 
Is that because oh, the, is dear. that because the overweight British people wouldn't even get on the ride because they'd be too big to fit on the lap bar? Is that what you is that is, what you're trying to say? Is this another ride that is sizest at Universal? Right. So yes, the answer is yes. Ooh. Is it similar to the like lap bar for Gringotts? Um, I so I don't know if there's a test seat out yet or somebody was looking at the design of the lap bars, but they were saying that people that have had issues on Hagrid's or on uh, Gringotts will struggle to get on this road. I've I've been on two rides with somebody you'll be nameless whose ankles were too fat to get on. Uh, the mummy was one of them, and the other one was Gringotts. We had to be ankles. in fact ankles. Yeah. Do you know the way the the um, on Gringotts you 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 do the lap bar across and it straps your feet in as well. Yeah, because it's not a. It's, I mean, it is a lap bar because it goes up to your lap, but. Because of how it's designed, it's not like a traditional lap bar. So it kind yeah. of same, like, same yeah. on the mummy as well. Yeah. When you I, sure, Craig, you I, sure you're talking about theme park rides, not those Asbo things that they put around your ankle and make sure you don't break through? Uh, Mr. De- look, Mr. Day, you know you can't, <laughs> you can't say that to a scouter. All right. Just say, say it to the Cockney Wide boy, right? We, we're in lots of trouble and all. Can't say it to I, a scouter. I, didn't say anything about scousers, though. I just asked them if that's what it meant. I wasn't picking on any particular sub-genre. going down another four points. No, I wasn't picking on any sub-genre, right? I, I, any particular I, I, area of the UK. We literally cannot say anything now without upsetting somebody. Sinead oh. was going to say something. I wasn't going to upset anybody because Sinead doesn't oh, Hold on. Sinead hasn't been upset today, so let's get it out of the way. Potato. They're great. We have a whole theme park based around them. Anyways, what I was going to say was when I was in Universal, um, I was much heavier than I am now, but I like was by no means like ridiculously big. And I very nearly didn't get on Gringotts. Like the team member proper, like nearly crippled me, get me into the ride. Now I got to go on it, but I was like, Jesus Christ. But yeah, I don't know what it is with Universal that they just can't seem to make inclusive ride vehicles for whatever reason. It's it's really really weird, um, you know. When you look at you know more historic rides and, and stuff like that, where it, whether it was not a consideration or they just weren't able to figure out a way of making it work, you can kind of understand why things weren't done. But now, when you know we live in different times, it almost beggars belief that they don't. Or they it's don't like, have a, like a, a car that that is more inclusive. Do you know what I mean? Like you don't have to make the whole ride inclusive necessarily. Yeah. If if you know, but as long as there is there's something like the the boats you get on, it's a small world. Well, there is reasons. there is because at Gringotts um, we were taken off the ride and put in a different seat on the next coach, and the same on the mummy. So I don't think there's a big neon flashing light saying fat seat, but. They know where the seats are. Oh, just, Jesus. I just, just now all I can see is this sign. Um, wah, 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 wah. So like yeah, that sign so, from Beetlejuice. Yeah. So I so as far as I know, that is an issue. But again, we don't know for sure because I guess until they have the testing, and that's the other weird thing, right? 
It's the fact that Universal do have a lot of attractions that have try out here before you waste your time queuing up. Which yeah, again is, is weird. Um, I mean, I suppose is is good and is obviously necessary because their rides are so stringent. It's just but... it's it's wild how they just don't care. They're just like, sure, feck it, it's grand. If only half the people can go on, it's grand. Yeah. Keep the keys down. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just go and have another burger and shut up, Mona. <laughs> Um, I, I will say I've seen more people on Universal Facebook groups say that they have they have gone on a diet kick after coming back from Universal in order to go back in the future to ride attractions than I've ever seen on uh, Disney World ones. Which, on the one hand, you think must be quite inspiring for people that want to achieve something, but on the other hand, must be really demoralising for having to use that as an excuse to want to lose weight. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, they've almost. I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not putting words in the mouth, but you know, it almost feels like they've been shamed into thinking I need to lose weight. Yeah. Well, on the other, nice. on the other hand, you know, a lot of people use going on holiday as a as a motivation to help them lose a bit of weight. They want to look good on holiday or whatever. So, if that yeah. works for you and helps yeah, you to lose weight, great. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, it's more the fact that. Wanting to, like I'm, I've just started a, a an exercise thing because I need to lose a bit of uh, COVID timber. Not a vegetarian. How can you be tubby? You just Craig, Craig, I've been vegetarian for like ten years. You've seen what I looked like two years ago, yeah. <laughs> just we, being we, vegetarian means nothing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean you're healthy. We can we we can eat just as bad. Um, Kentucky fried broccoli. You know what? <laughs> Give it a go. <laughs> it's going to be an upgrade over normal broccoli um, yeah but the thing is there's there's losing weight because you want to look good in your holiday photos or something and there's I'm going to have to lose weight because I'm not going to get on the attractions that I want to go on that's the difference between between those two things, those two statements but yeah anyway I, I don't know why Universal do it but they do and yeah that's a, that's a word of caution so yeah and also the the other weird thing though with that is that sometimes you, it's not because you're overweight; it's actually because you're just too built. Like yeah. if you're too muscly, you can't get you can't go on you these got, things either. You've got big ankles, literally. Very, very weird. Strange. Very strange. Um, that's all I had for news. Was there anything else that anyone else wanted to mention? Well, we should talk about. He's just mentioned the passing of Helen McGrory, shouldn't we? Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, it's, sad, it's sad news. Yeah, she um, she's one of those actresses that I think I think I broke the the, the news on Friday, didn't I? Because I'd got a Sky News alert, and you know, sometimes you read these things and you're like, "That's got to be sent in error, hasn't it? That can't be right." And then. You know, 30 seconds later, so I got an announcement from Sky News, and then I about 30 seconds later got the announcement on the BBC app as well. And I was like, No, she's she's definitely died. And she's just one of those actresses that always, I think, just elevated anything she was in. Yeah, yeah, she's very good. Just just so always... sad, she's only 52, wasn't she? Yeah. Yeah, and, and but one thing I didn't realise. So obviously, um, her 
uh, and the reason I suppose bringing up on here is her one of her most famous roles was as um, oh god, what was what was Narcissa? Mar- was Mar- she, yeah, Malfoy. Yeah, I could remember the Malfoy bit. It was the first time I was struck. <laughs> um, but what I didn't realize is that she was originally going to play Bellatrix. Yeah, I Ooh. never knew that. So she was originally cast as Bellatrix, um, but then she fell pregnant, so she had to pull out. And uh, Craig, don't make a joke about that. And um, and so you know, because of that, she was then. I don't know if she was necessarily invited back, but obviously they wanted to in the film. So it made sense to then have her as Bellatrix's sister. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was just it was just a real I think it was a shock as well because she'd obviously kept you know, she was battling cancer and she'd obviously kept it very private and wanted it kept very private. And so when you don't know that somebody's sick, it just mm. kind of comes out of the blue. But like you say, 52 is just no age, is it? Yeah. Didn't Snape do the same? No. Didn't he keep his cancer quiet yes. until it was too late? Yeah. Same thing. Too late being he died. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit late. <laughs> yeah. A bit late to announce it then. Um, yeah. Yeah. Same thing. Um, I mean, he was a he was a bit older, wasn't he? He was, yeah. uh, I think, 67 maybe. Was he? He died. Yeah, he's in his six, definitely in his sixties. Um, but yeah, just uh, yeah, just a real shame. And uh, you know, the one good, good thing about about like, the Harry Potter films is that they are uh, they live on, don't they? Like they're they're one of those franchises. Craig, I know you've watched them a load of times. Mister D, I know you've gone back and watched them a load of times. And P Dubs. Mm. Um, I haven't watched them anywhere near as much as you guys have um, all the way through, but you know they were quite an integral part of um, the last the last couple of decades, really. Yeah. Uh, and the fact that they, you know, not only are the films something that you kind of like live long in the memory, and also, um, you know, obviously get repeated a lot, and you know we've had kids that have watched them and, and rewatched them, but you know, they also spawned, you know, the, the lands that pretty much turned the theme park industry on its head. You know, mm-hmm. those, you know, when um, when the Wizarding World opened, that was an absolute game changer for Universal, but also theme parks in general. We hadn't seen anything that immersive, I don't think. Disney were in the doldrums at that point. They didn't know what they were doing. Well, they'd signed Avatar, hadn't they? Yeah. <laughs> after losing, but, after losing yeah. these, but... The, yeah. the closest we'd got to a new land was New Fantasy Land. Yeah, exactly. And then obviously Cars Land came along as their first retaliation. But yeah, I don't think we would have had Star Wars Land or Avatar or all these upcoming Marvel lands if it um, hadn't have been for, for Harry Potter. I don't think Avatar would have um, been as immersive either had it not no. been for Potter. Not saying they'd have done it on the cheap, but. I think they had to pull out all the stops in order to try and play catch up with Universal. Mm. They were just about to launch Diagon Alley by the time Pandora eventually did open. So they'd already done the second expansion yeah. as well. Um, so yeah, and I mean, she wasn't she wasn't a huge part of those films. You know, she that character wasn't uh, didn't play an integral part, but it was still a great performance. 
as, as you always kind of expect. So yeah, it's uh, it's a real shame. Shame yeah. for uh, Potter fans. Shame for you know movie fans and uh, you know thoughts to her family. I didn't realize actually she was married to Damien Lewis. No, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I don't know how. <laughs> I didn't I didn't realize that, but uh, mm-hmm. there you go. Um, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, uh, in that case, let's move on to um, Craig's Universal Super League. After Dark Podcast is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com, the home of Halloween Horror Nights news and rumors all year round. Find us on the web at www.HHNUnofficial.com. So stop the fog machines and clear the cobwebs. It's time for another episode of the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. Universal Super League! Now I'm going to have to get up Ryan's notes because Ryan's obviously not here, but uh, we are at the... um, is it the, the semi-final? No, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm um, So we have got uh, four matchups here. Yeah. And then the winners of these will go on to the semi-final, and then we'll have to kick the uh, the the final at Wembley. Is that right? Yeah. Yep. We might on. do that. We might do the semis and the final in one just one episode and put this baby to bed. Put the baby to bed. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um. Okay, so the first matchup we've got is Skull Island, Brain of Kong versus The Incredible Hulk. So, um, Craig, I'm going to come to you first. Okay, do you want the... Um, what the long the, version the, or the short version? What the, what the listeners said on Twitter? Um, let's leave that to the end. Okay, I'm going Skull Island. Okay. All day long. Um, I love the different drivers. I love their little animatronics, the way their heads bob around and stuff. Um, I love the fact that my head is on a swivel when you're on that ride because the action is literally all around you. It's everything the Fast and the Furious isn't. In, in respect of you can actually get sucked into the story and then the money shot at the end is absolutely beautiful when it's working because I've seen both but it's fabulous I love it and, and the queue let's not forget the queue so that's me no it's good points um can't can't really argue with um with any of those um p-dubs yeah i'm going with kong as well um i'm not a massive fan of the hulk and he done it once with you you guys and won't be doing it again um (laughs) um but yeah just all around the the theme in even from before you even get in the queue yeah is is superb just that entrance to the ride it's brilliant. Then you get into the queue, and it's just 
that is some of Universal Universal's best statement for for Q outside of the Harry Potter stuff. I don't mm. think you're going to find anything better on property. Um, and then yeah, the rides, as I said, it is a clone basically of the the one on the studio tour at Hollywood. But the being in the trucks, as you say, the drivers um, gives it a, a completely different feel, and it is just properly themed throughout. Um, so yeah, there, there was no choice in the matter here. It, it was calm for me all the way. I don't even. I don't even think I did the Hulk last time. I'm trying to remember. No, you didn't. I listened to the last episode we did this vote on, and you wussed out on a FaceTime call when us three went and did it together. Me, yeah. Paul, and Stewie. Yeah. You did it with me um, yeah. in 2017. Yeah, it's the only time I've done it. Because yeah. I'd, I'd always, I'd always wimped out on it before, and I had to conquer it. But yeah, um, you were like a beetle when you did it with me. You were like, I wanna hold your hand. I mean, that didn't happen, but in my head it did. Um, Mr. D. So it isn't as easy for me um, because. I'm gonna I'm gonna defend the Hulk here for a bit. Um, the the launch sequence on the Hulk is is immense. It is a real rush, and we've got lots of good memories because it, it normally is either the Hulk or Spider Man that you would do first in the morning when you enter Islands of Adventure. So you mm. go through Port of Entry, cut left, and then it's it's whatever one has got the shortest queue. <laughs> and it's a great way to start the day. Now, on the flip side, I don't know what they've done to it. I mean, they refurbed it not that long ago, but it is a lot more rattly than it used to be. And I don't really like the new theming as much as the old theming. So it's it's gone down a bit in in my estimation, but still that launch is just immense. Having said that though, uh, Kong is great. I mean, I, I hate the fact that it's another screen-based attraction, but at least it's a good screen-based attraction, unlike Fast and Furious. And the animatronic of the old woman at the beginning in the queue is amazing. The entrance is amazing. So it is a really worthy, you know, worthy ride. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad that Universal have put the effort into the theming of it. So it is a close call for me. I'm going to go Kong, but, but not by much. Fair enough. Uh, Sinead? Uh, I'm going to throw a curveball. I will say I've been on neither of them because Skull Island wasn't open when I went to Universal and Hulk was being refurbed. But I feel very cheated that I didn't get to go on Hulk, so I'm going to go with Hulk because going back to Universal, that would be the one that I would want to go on first because I didn't get to do it last time. Is that, it's a blast. Is that yeah. literally because... No, I don't know. I was like, oh, Pete, because Pete, of what? Because Pete, <laughs> Pete Wentz, didn't he do like the new soundtrack for it? Oh, no, it's nothing. It's purely just because I didn't get to go on it the last time. Okay. okay yeah. Fair enough. fair enough. Okay, so that is, that's chalk one up for the Hulk. Okay. So uh, I'll do Ryan's now. Uh, what did Ryan say? Ryan said the Hulk. Um, even though this gives me a headache every time I ride it, I just can't give the win to another screen-based attraction. Even if the first part and ending animatronic are great, 
Hulk was also the first ever coast on my dad road and I have very fond memories of his reactions afterwards. It doesn't say what those reactions were. I'd love to know if they were profanity ridden. Profanity they're quite ridden. comical. But yeah, either way. So it's a shame Ryan isn't here to, to tell us that. But yeah, so oh, it's, it's getting close. That's uh, three to Skull Island and two for the Hulk. Um, okay, well... Um, as Craig mentioned, I did the Hulk with him, and I think the the launch is is great fun. The problem for me, and I think I've said this previously, is that it is very much two different rides in one. You get that real kind of adrenaline rush right at the the, the launch, and into the you know the big drop down and the the Cobra roll out, and then you just kind of go around the track for a little bit and then it stops it gets very boring um after a while you know you get that really good bit at the beginning and then it just tails off and i think when i because the first coast i ever went on like proper coast like that um was well actually it was space mountain disneyland paris but i'll ignore that and, and pretend it was actually rock and roller coaster at hollywood studios because that was the second and i always thought that the hulk was um was rock and roller coaster but obviously out in the open and it's not and mm-hmm. i think rock and roller coaster is a much better roller coaster because there's stuff all the way through it whilst the hulk throws all of its eggs right at the beginning point of the ride and then you're left with nothing else afterwards so it's got to be skull island i um obviously long for um the original kong attraction but we're never going to see that back so you know getting this is you know as as good as i'm going to be able to get in a theme park i think the 3d effects work really well like the the level of depth that you get looking into the jungle is incredible um and it is the one the one time they've taken a part of the tram tour and you know done something really good with it you know fast and furious was just a I, I don't know how they got it so wrong and Kong so right, considering they, they're both based on the same thing. Um, but but there you go. So, yeah, Skull Island. So that goes through. Um, Craig, what did the uh, the Twitters say? Twitters, uh, 37 votes, which is a bloody good turnout. Sorry. 73% for the Hulk Ooh. and 27% for Skull Island. Ooh, interesting. Very interesting. It's interesting and it means nothing because that's not <laughs> it how this means nothing works. to me. But it was just interesting to see. So um, interesting. Um, so the next matchup was uh, ET Ooh. versus the horror makeup show. Now I'm going to start with Ryan this time, even though oh, well I'm going to start with Ryan. Um, but he's not what with... we were expecting, I'm guessing. No, he's gone with E.T. <laughs> E.T.T. Um, so he says, I know this is going to surprise many people for me to give a win to E.T., but it's honestly been a very long time since I did the, the uh, horror makeup show. I should probably give it another chance, but what with Piper being young, I can't see us hitting a makeup show anytime soon. Um, What's that got to do with it? I'm, I'm the baby's asleep? Absolute nonsense, Ryan. Oh, he's talking dribble. You know what? I'm glad you're not here tonight. I'm glad you're playing Xbox or whatever it is. You know, I'm not believing the flimsy excuse you made up. We know you're playing Xbox. 
Um, I mean that that is just a disgrace. I'm Jesus, sorry. He that turns is... thirty and ter- changes his mind on everything. Honest, honest to God, right? I mean, I don't know if you ever listened to it today, but we did a crossover episode where we had Boston defending the honor of ET against uh, Ryan and Dan, and he spent about at least forty minutes rinsing the ride absolutely ripping et a new one so to put that over the horror makeup show is just a joke fatherhood changes you that's all i can Con- say control old age <laughs> old age changes you ryan so um sinead et horror makeup show what are you going for i mean you can probably guess that i'm gonna go horror makeup show <laughs> like that is completely my wheelhouse nothing uh, there would be it would take a lot for me to pick out and over the horror makeup show to be fair so yeah, horror yeah, makeup show, hundred percent. Fair, fair enough, uh, Mister D. Yeah, I did too. Love the horror makeup show. So I thought I'd, I'd never think about going to Universal Studios and not going to see a horror makeup show. But don't get me wrong, you know, the first half of ET is is really good. The queue is fantastic. We've talked about it loads of times before, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna labour it. I mean, the second half is a psychedelic acid trip. You know, don't. <laughs> just boggles my mind but um but still horror makeup show i'd be i'd be gutted if anything ever happened to that yep that's uh, it for me p-dubs likewise horror makeup show while et is obviously a classic attraction um i i love the the interaction of the horror makeup show i, I think it's brilliant there's some brilliant cast members that get involved in it, and yeah, you just can't see past that. I'm going to take you to task on that comment. I don't, I don't agree with that. I don't think there's some good cast members that do the horror makeup show. They're all. I think good. they're all absolutely yeah. brilliant. Some, uh, you know, some when you see them, you go, "Oh, okay, I've seen these before, and they're great." Um, so there are there are some you might favour a bit more, but I've never seen it and not laugh my ass off. It's always been it's always been great like that. Um, so I'll keep it very short and sweet. Horror makeup show. I mean, it's just cracking. I mean, the last time when we saw it, Craig, last time, yeah, did we? Were, were we all in there? Was it just? It was. It was, was us three, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and I remember it vividly. I'm sure we taped it. I'm sure we put it out as we an episode. Taped it, put we it did. out as an episode. Yep. I'll try and find it and link it in the show notes. But um, there was a little boy in that show who the, the <laughs> girls laughed at and mocked and made fun of, and he was a give kids the world kid. And if you remember, at the end of it, the they didn't have him on stage, but they had him at the front and they posed for photographs with him and they spent the time to talk to him. And as you're walking out, you're just watching this little interaction going on and everyone's rushing to get off to the next ride or whatever. And I was just watching that little exchange with the mum and dad and, and the kid and the two actresses who, who were on stage that day. And it was just beautiful. It was absolutely lovely. Summer and Robin. Yeah, and so, do you know what, right? They all play each other's parts, don't they? Mm-hmm. They all know the words and the riff on it and the ad-lib and you can go in there and have a totally different experience. Never a negative one, but a different one every single time. 
And imagine, imagine doing that. I don't know how many times you do it a day. Imagine doing it like four times a day, seven days a week for for months, years on end. Do you know what I mean? The to keep it fresh, like the way they do, it's fabulous. So well, the, the fact as well. So I mean, the thing is, I will. I I think Mister D summed up ET really well in it. You know, it's another ride of two halves. In that you know the first half is actually quite fun and the queue's great, but the the second half is a mess. But the thing with the horror makeup show, it's been pretty much the same show since it first opened, right at the opening mm-hmm. of the park. They've made some changes over the years, obviously, and some of the clips they show and are different and, and whatnot. But the show is pretty much it's a bit of fly, didn't it? Yeah. Um, and, and the fact that that is one show that I will always go to if I'm there. You know, me and P Dubs went and saw Indiana Jones last time that we went to. We had our our quick uh, trip to Hollywood Studios, right? And I mean, we 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 did it because there was not much else that we could do. Um, but it's a fun show, but it's not a show that you would go and see every single time you went to Disney. And it's the same with a lot of those kind of shows. You you necessarily wouldn't like. I wouldn't go and see T two every time that I went. But the horror makeup show, because of the fact that they can riff on it and they can improv, and the dynamic between the performers is always different, means that you're never going to go and see the exact same show. Every show is unique, and it means that you are always going to go and see it. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, so that was that was a horror makeup show for you as well, Craig. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's a whitewash for us. Yeah. Well, except for Ryan. Except for Ryan. <laughs> what the heck? What was it like on the Twitter? 38 votes. Another good turnout. ET had it, 58%. Horror Makeup, 42 And we had a comment off Mr. Steve Wilson, whose arse I regularly whoop on the Apple Watch. Uh, horror Makeup by a Country Mile. ET is tired and needs to be binned. The second half is just god-awful. It's like It's a Small World on LSD. Mad Eyes emoji. (laughs) What's Mad Eyes emoji? It's that emoji where he's going, googly eyes, googly, googly, like that. Oh, okay, fair. Um, So how did you describe ET again at the beginning? As old? Uh, Oh, freaking hell. Um... E.T. is tired and needs to be binned. I'm pretty sure that was one of our reviews on Disney Parts and Beyond about, right? <laughs> <laughs> we love you, man. Um, the next one... Oh, God, this is the worst. Uh, the next the next one is The Mummy versus Spider-Man. Yeah, that's a tough one. I'm that is gonna, hard. This I'm is the final list. I know. I'm going to go to Ryan first because... Uh, Gives us all time to try and actually think of something to say. Um, and give him abuse. Again, yeah. Um, okay, this one isn't so much of a surprise. So um, he said, This was really hard as I love both attractions. That being said, Spy is one of my favorite attractions in any theme park. It combines my favorite comic book hero character with some interesting villains every time I ride. It's such a blast. I just wish I'd sort the queue out. It feels so ancient. Um, I mean, that is that is very true. I mean that that newsroom of the Daily Bugle you walk through looked out of date in nineteen ninety nine. Let alone, <laughs> let Apple, alone now. Apple One computers. Oh my god! 
<laughs> so so dated. Um, so yeah, I can see uh, I can see why he uh, he said that. Um, Sinead. Um, I'm gonna go for the mummy. Okay. So I'll play devil's advocate here. Um, yeah, I just prefer the mummy. So I'm gonna go with the mummy. I think it's more fun. Fair enough. Um, Mister D. Yeah, it's a tough one, isn't it? This one. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think I think the mummy needs a bit of love. You know, I think some of the animatronics and stuff could do with a bit of updating but to be fair i think the animatronics could have done with a bit of updating as soon as it opened yeah but having said that though it's a cracking coaster it it really tells a story you know you've got that kind of false end where you think it's done and it isn't you've got all the different effects with the fire and the mummy behind the screen and smashing through the screen it's just it's just awesome but Spider-Man on the other hand I mean it's just immaculate I mean it's and it hasn't really dated that's the thing you know I think I think it's still just as good as it ever was I'm I'm gonna have to go Spider-Man but it's a real tough one in fact I think I'm gonna go Spider-Man and the Mummy and and bomb up um, Skull Island it's not can I I do that no no (laughs) okay I'm going Spider-Man then Fair enough. Um, God, you guys are so strict. I know. I didn't make up the rules. This is great. Um, you know what? This. I mean, this is horrendous. This is this is the absolute worst. But I think thinking about it, I'm going to go for the mummy. Now, I'll tell you the reason why. The reason why is Spider-Man is, you know up there with my favourite comic book characters if not my favourite comic book character um, The Mummy isn't up there with my favourite film franchises but the first two are quite fun um, but what's tipped it for me is we've only got one uh, Revenge of the Mummy but we've got two Spider-Man attractions because Transformers is essentially Spider-Man you know it's, it's almost the exact same ride the only thing it's got is a lift um, you know, almost all the the movement is exactly the same. So the thing is, if Spider Man closed tomorrow, I'd still have an attraction that I could ride to to give me the same experience. If the Mummy closed tomorrow, I wouldn't. So for that reason alone, I'm going to go with the Mummy. But at the same time, I would be quite happy if it got rethemed to to something else. I'd want the ride to remain the same in pretty much every way but uh, you know i'd like to think there's another universal franchise that they could they could use that as the uh, the fast and furious i was thinking that i was thinking how can they turn that into a fast and furious attraction that's actually good but i'm not sure i've figured out a way but just think about beetlejuice imagine beetlejuice oh don't say that it's not a universal attraction but yeah absolutely if they could have got the rights to that i'd be all over it but yeah the, but but it's the ride system that I, I'm I'm in love with. So I mean, both attractions are amazing. But uh, yeah, it's a it's a tough one. But I'm gonna have to go with the mummy. Um, Craigifer, this is an extremely tough one. Um, so many happy memories of the mummy, uh, rushing off the ride and you know coming down that long ramp into the shop and all waiting to see the nana walk out. 
with her glasses squiffy, her hair all over the show, her knickers on her head, just absolutely tricking her onto the mummy. Um, but it's it's got to be Spider-Man. It's just Spider-Man, isn't it? And it, it, this, you know, like The Simpsons um, has got worse over years. It's a bone shaker. It throws you everywhere. Spider-Man is still immaculate. It's had a 4K upgrade. It's had new uh, graphics put in and all that. But it doesn't kill you. It doesn't throw you everywhere. You can go on with your family. You can get off it and you're not green. Uh, I'm, I'm not green off the mummy either, but you, you know what I mean. It's still, It's just a joy. Uh, the the queue is the queue. Look, if you've got a, if you're staying at the Ardrock, like you've got an express pass. You don't even see the queue. You just walk through. It's laughing. Who cares? Um, yeah, the Spider the Spider Man shop. You walk out into the Spider Man shop, and it's just boss. The mummy shop's crap. He wants to buy mummy stuff. No one. I mean, that is that is true, but we're not talking about the shots, we're talking about the, the attractions. But I know it's all part of it, isn't it? But, yeah. So it's got to be Spider-Man. Spider-Man all day. Sorry. Okay. Um, P-Dubs. So I thought I was going to be a little bit more controversial than I am, but I, I'm going with the mummy. Oh? Um, it's my favourite coaster at Universal by a, by a mile. Um, I, put it, I still put it over the Harry Potter rides. Um, I love the storyline. Um, yes, it's looking a little bit tired in places, but I believe it has had an upgrade um, in the last six months. Um, the animatronics are supposedly working again. Um, and yeah, I just I just love it. And despite the fact that I'm a massive Marvel fan, um, that that queue in in Spider Man is appalling. Um, <laughs> I just can't look past it. And as you say, there's there's a ride that's pretty much a clone um, half a mile away yeah. and in the other park. Um, yeah. So, yeah, for me, it's it's the mummy. Hey, so, Sinead. Yes. I already said the mummy. Oh, we, we've all gone, haven't we? Yeah. 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 Well, it's even Stevens, isn't it? Yeah. Hang on. Yeah, that's... yeah, that's right. Oh yeah. Oh. So it's to the Twitters. No. Is, is that is that is that how we're going to decide this Twitter? Yeah. yeah right. So the listeners coming. Okay. This is okay. a democracy. So this is the biggest votes I think we had. Forty-one votes. Spider-Man got forty-six percent. Oh. And the, the mummy got fifty four percent. It's literally nearly Brexit, people. Nearly yeah. Brexit. So well, this is go. more important than Brexit. I so the so. mummy went through. Wowzers! Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so the final round in this uh, is this the is this the fourth round? Is uh, Men in Black versus Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey? Oh, it's another tough one. Um, no, I don't think so. So um, I'll kick off on this one. Um, for me, it's got to be Forbidden Journey. Um, I it makes me green, as Craig will attest. I, yeah. in fact, when I was on the radio the other day talking about getting older and feeling a bit sick on theme park attractions, this is the one. 
I was talking about without actually naming it. Were you um, on the radio recently, Nick? Apparently. No way. I know. Were you? <laughs> and um, I now, so when we when we went to Universal last time, I went to Walmart and I bought myself some anti-sickness tablets, knowing that I was going to be using them. So, um, yeah, that's what I did. <laughs> Just like I've been journey about queasing up. Um, so, yeah, that is... Um, that's what I'm going to go for. Forbidden Journey makes me feel green, but it's not men in black, which I just find quite boring, really. It's it's fun to do, but no. Uh, you know, head, on, uh, head to head with Forbidden Journey, it's got to be that. I mean, you've got Hogwarts Castle, you've got the whole queue as you go in. Um, no other attraction like it. You know, that ride technology is not used anywhere else. And um, yeah, just completely unique. So yeah, for me, for Bin Journey. Uh, Sinead. I'm also going to go with Forbidden Journey. Uh, as much as I enjoy a like shooting game and a bit of friendly competition, um, even if Forbidden Journey was just the the queue, like the queue is phenomenal and getting to walk through the Hogwarts castle and everything. So 100% Forbidden Journey. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Craig, oh, I thought I was going to put Men in Black through. Well, it's your favorite film of all time, isn't it? It's up there, very, very. I mean, yeah, it's a it's a cracking film. We've watched it recently for didn't the Patreons. Did you give it ninety seven percent on our Patreon episode? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's basically a perfect film. It's in New York. It's got Will Smith in it, and it's got aliens. What more do you need? Oh, Forbidden Journey, it's got to be Forbidden Journey. And not for the ride, because the ride's shit. It's got to be, it, it is shit. Um, Hermione's out of sync, the screens are all out of focus. Um, everything's grainy in there now. I, I said on the last episode we did this, I watched a man sit there in his own vomit on it, on the, on the, the set of four in front of us getting off. Um, but it's still Harry Potter and the queue is part of the attraction and you still come out into a fantastic gift shop. Whereas Men in Black has got Men in Black on loop, two poor girls at the photo booth who must have earplugs in listening to something else. And some Frank the Pug t-shirts. Yeah. Um, so it's got to be Forbidden Journey. Do you reckon anyone's ever bought one of those guns in the Men in Black shop? No. I've never seen anyone purchase anything in that shop. I always wanted to buy myself a Neuralizer, but when you get it, it's a bit of shit plastic. It doesn't even wipe your memory. What's the no. point? What's the or point? wipe your bomb, even. <laughs> Woof. How would you know? <laughs> well, right. Because if you've me. still got shit on your arse, then it hasn't worked. No, how would you know if it, it, it didn't wipe your memory? Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Watch your ass, Craig. <laughs> Mr. D. Did anybody notice when Sinead said, I like a bit of friendly competition, there was a real edge to that. <laughs> I reckon she's a deadly <laughs> opponent. Yeah, I don't. I mean, the thing right, is, I was, I was gonna, yeah, I was I'm gonna scared. say there's no such thing as friendly composition on many black because there's not, yeah, pulls <laughs> out a laser target, sort of glasses, <laughs> puts them on, <laughs> yeah. 
so did you guess? <laughs> we, we come to naive tonight. Um, look, it's again. I think it's um, it's tougher than than you would think at, at first go. I mean, I think Men in Black has been around a lot longer than Forbidden Journey, but even so, it's fantastically well themed. I mean, the whole building is themed like the World's Trade, World's Fair, World's yeah, yeah World's Fair. And Not the World Trade Center, I hope. No, no. Um, it is well themed. It is interactive, so it's a slightly different experience every time. You get a bit of a laugh on it, a bit of competition. Um, the two tracks, which give you yeah, um, different things to say as well. Yeah, so it is. It is good. Um, I'd hate to see it go, but Forbidden Journey is is a good attraction as well. I don't. I don't think it is a shit ride. I think it's. I think it was ambitious. I think they've tried to merge different technologies and it doesn't completely work you know you've got some real life sets you've got the the, the robotic arm you've got some screen stuff as well um so it, it's need, it, it, it does need to be shut down for a while and maybe mm. this new coaster coming in can take the pressure off and it can yeah. have a little refurb for three months because the screens are out of focus Hamani is not in focus. Her sound syncing with her mouth, her mm. lip syncing is totally out of sync. It's crap. Mm. You know, there is yeah. little things like that that detract from it. Yeah. And it's a feat of endurance just to get through it. Yeah. I'm still, I'm still going to go for Forbidden Journey, but it's a close, it's another fairly close one for me. Because I think Men in Black is a more polished attraction, but it is older. And it, it probably could do with a bit of a tweak. I think not a major update like we talked about before. I think if you just kept the building and all the theme in the same, but just focused on the actual ride itself and the gun technology, and maybe if you could incorporate something like augmented reality, you know, like a headset, that'd be fantastic. But they haven't done that. So as it is today, if I had to pick one of them, I'd keep Forbidden Journey. Um, Ryan says Men in Black is so dated it's still a fun attraction but it feels like it's time for an update with Potter I'll never forget how blown away away I was when walking through Hogwarts Castle for the first time Forbidden Journey is the perfect mix of practical and screen effects and the entire attraction from the queue onwards really is something special Um, yeah I mean I think we've all kind of discussed the same thing I don't think it is I, I agree with you still I don't think it's the perfect mix I think it was you know, when I think back to when it first opened and it was brand new and shiny, you know, I didn't feel ill on it. it, it everything synced up well. All the effects worked really well. Now it does seem to be quite lucky if things are working properly um, or are, like Craig said, in sync. Um, they obviously tried to do it in 3D in Hollywood. It didn't last very long and they reversed it back to 2D. So I think it just needs some 4D, uh, like a 4K upgrade like they've done with Spider-Man. Um, yeah. You know, maybe replace the screens a little bit. Um, maybe play about the, um, the, the the more practical effects and the, the animatronics. But yeah, all in all, I think it's still a, a, a really good one. Um, so I can see why. Um, and then P-dubs. Yeah, likewise. It wasn't as easy, but I think it's, probably due to nostalgia more than anything with Men in Black. 
Um, when you think about it, it's it's one of those old fashioned shooting rides that seem to be going away. Um, with the likes of Toy Story Mania and the the Ant Man ride out in Asia, um, but Potter's the next generation, isn't it? Yeah. Um, you you can't ignore the fact that it it's very clever in what they did. Yes, it's probably a little bit too clever at times, and that's what's causing their problems. Um, I'm sure at some point it will be fixed. Whether it's now with the the new coaster or whether it's when we get an expansion of any kind that they can take it down. Um, I'm sure it will go into a rehab at some point. Um, but yeah, it's got to be Potter. Pretty much clean sweep. So Craig, what did Twitter say? Uh, 36 votes, uh, 39% men in black, 61% for, 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 for forbidden journey. There you go. So a whitewash. Yeah. So I can do the semi-final draw live on the episode. So the first matchup is I've got a spinning wheel. We have Skull Island, the Reign of Kong. Yep. Versus. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, this is tense. This because this could make or break. <laughs> oh, shine a light. Versus the Mummy. Okay. So the other semi-final is the Horror Makeup Show versus Forbidden Journey. They're quite solid matchups, them, to be honest. Yeah. Okay, so I'm just writing my notes for the next show. Uh, so Forbidden Journey. Right. So that's that's it for the Universal, the Super Universal League, Universal <laughs> Super League, whatever it's called. Um, we're going to continue on with uh, looking at the hotels. So P-dubs. Yeah. So this this was kind of a, a joint decision as it was somewhere that three of us stayed at together uh, a couple of years ago. So we are going to the Aventura Hotel for this month's show. Um, as I said, we all stayed, me, Craig, and, and Nick stayed there in uh, September 2019. So it hadn't been open that long when we when we stayed. Um, it's currently closed. It's Legend, still one of the Boston was there as well. Yeah. But we only saw but, it once. Yeah. Um, it's still closed at the moment um, due to the COVID issues because of the limited capacity. Um, but if you do want to stay there uh, in the future... Uh, so the rooms are 314 square feet um, or a deluxe at 395 square feet. You can also get a skyline view upgrade um, if you want views of Orlando. I don't know whether you do or not. Um, there's also kids suites at 575 square feet. Um, so there's not a lot of choice. How big are the suites? 575 square feet. Oh, so you're talking about the, the, the rooms, not actual suites. Yeah. Sorry, Mike. Yeah. Um, so there's not a lot of choice because it is one of the lower rated hotels on property. Um, we stayed there. The rooms were nice enough, I thought. Um, a little bit strange with the iPad thing, controlling everything. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so if you're... A, 
depending on where you are in the room, you might not be near turning the lights off or turning them on. You and... will, you will be because they're not that big. No, they're not. But I know what you mean. But yeah, um, so I I didn't mind the room. We had a decent enough view, I thought, um, without being on the top level. Um, so let, what I'm going to go to first is the place that we probably didn't like that much, um, and that's heading up to the the top floor with bar seventeen. Um, that we we spent about half an hour in. Oh, what's wrong with that? I thought it looked quite good. I, I I've never I've never been up there, but I just watched some videos and thought it looked okay. Craig's explanations of this is normally the best. Um, right. Well, <laughs> I think we went up on the Saturday night. It was yeah. a Saturday, yeah. So it's literally a Saturday night, people, and people are there in their Saturday night going out gear you know, locals and whatever, and they're up there, and there's a great big DJ DJing away. There's big comfy couches everywhere. Everyone is drinking. It is a fabulous venue. But we've been in the parks for 18 hours. We've been to Halloween Horror Nights. We're all sweaty. We're all stinky. We've got shorts on, T-shirts, and we were just in the wrong place at the wrong time. We we had one drink, didn't we? Yeah. We couldn't hear ourselves think, and we just got off. Yeah. And it'd be all right if you got views of the fireworks at Disney, but Disney weren't doing any fireworks that night. No. Yeah. Yeah. So we saw nothing. Yeah, it was. um, It was a weird. Yeah, because you can you can see Disney well that's yeah yeah so high up yeah Yeah. and it's all flat you can see for miles yeah we could see the um the gardens of the galaxy building i mean of course you can okay so we get this straight then that universal hotel is shit because disney weren't on the fireworks that night so no no, the bar the bar (laughs) no the, the thing is i mean i would have enjoyed the bar had we not gone to halloween horror nights and yeah. just put some clobber on and yeah. like it was like um what it reminded me of a little bit actually was uh a nightclub in vegas but on a much smaller scale it wasn't it's not a huge bar i mean it's it's mm. you weren't cramped yeah you weren't cramped but it's it's not it's not huge like there's not there's like a bit of a dance floor but it's not really a dance floor and you have to time it right if you want somewhere to sit yeah we yeah. got lucky that there was one table over in the far corner. Yeah. When we came in, there, so, wasn't, there wasn't waitress service. No. So you had to go and queue at the bar. Which I mean, I, yeah. I don't mind that. I'm, you know, I'm I'm kind of used to that, so it's fine. But yeah, if you're sitting at a table, you you know that would have been a that would have been an advantage. But yeah, I yeah. just think I think that's it. I think it was uh, it would have been good had we been going there for that reason. But really, we were going for a nightcap, and yeah. that it's you know playing out like EDM music, really loud, with everyone having you know trying to have a bit of a party, and you just want to like a drink or two. It, it mm. just wasn't a good. It wasn't a good combo. It, I, you know, that's the thing. I mean, if I was going back there, and I I could plan my time, then I'd probably plan a night where you know that would be what we do for the night. 
rather yeah. than hit a park or whatever. And I'm sure it'd be like a, a good time, but no. I mean, there was a bit of drama going on with some of the party that we was with, and you know, you know, it just, it just wasn't a good vibe. But yeah, I can't blame the hotel for that. But no. the drink selection was was fine. I wouldn't say it was. You you were you were you were a bit restricted on what you could have. There wasn't yeah. uh, as big a menu as you get in some some hotel yeah. bars. So it was fine. You, you know, there was at least one thing that you know you would want to drink. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it, it, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, and and I think that's the the all round issue with with this hotel is the lack of uh, variation in everything that you you look at i i went through the menus earlier so bar 17 they've got a, a little bites menu that you can you can have during the day or during the the afternoon early evening before it it becomes what we've just been talking about but the, the selection was was fairly poor um so you've got bites of korean fried chicken wings um and then the main meal that i picked out was uh joyce farms chicken breast literally it was the, the lineup was pretty poor. Um, and I think we'll go into that a little bit more with the, the other places as well. Um, I picked a couple of drinks off the menu as well. Um, an almost sangria. Um, don't know why it's almost. Um, and a toasted pina colada. Again, not massive choices. They were all fairly, fairly regular drinks, I think. Um, yeah up there you, you weren't going to find a lot of variation um then downstairs to the the main eating area that i know we all tried i think yeah while yeah. we were there um i was looking and again it's it's all pretty similar stuff like burgers pizzas um sandwiches and stuff like that so that Sushi. Thing, yeah even that's not on the the menu anymore so i don't know whether they've They've scrapped that. All right, okay, yeah. Um, so I picked out for the for the meals on that a, a low main noodle stir fry bowl, just because it was something different that wasn't wasn't on a lot of the other menus we've looked at. Um, so yeah, you could you can have your pizza made, you can you can make your own sandwiches and and wraps and stuff like that. Um, you can pick what goes in them, but outside of that, it's it's pretty standard fare the other thing that um i found disappointing at aventura what and i don't know if it was just because of the year or if that's what they normally do but um that the halloween horror nights menu they had was absolutely piss poor well we'd come in and it literally was just a trolley wasn't it of snacks so when we for the most part when we when me and craig were at cabana bay the year before there was uh, there was pizzas, weren't there? Yeah, yeah. Whole pizzas. Um, there was a few other bits as well, but I remember the pizzas you could you could get um, that you know ready ready to go. Whilst if I remember rightly, and it might I think it might have been that Saturday night actually. Um, I think after we'd gone to the bar, I come downstairs wanting to get some food, and they were just closing up. And this yeah. must have been about eleven o'clock, and I just managed to get a pizza cooked for me to have but if i didn't get that then all you had was like a trolley as you said that had snacks yeah i think there might have been a couple of sandwiches but yeah i think that's as far as it went it it was mainly crisps and you know 
chocolate and candy and stuff it wasn't it wasn't like proper food like we'd we'd experience in uh you know the cabana bay hotel the year before the the time before so it felt a little bit disappointing the fact as well that you know if you was going to do that and just have um a trolley at the front to have some food to not have any food cooked yeah they they had two options they could have either kept a couple of the stations open in the urban pantry you know till later on to cook food up for people or just cooked a load of pizzas and boxed up ready to go yeah and and they didn't so i I thought that was um that was a shame yeah yeah Uh, and then they're moving on to there's two bars downstairs um neither of them serve food um, because of the the close vicinity of the urban pantry, they they don't serve food. They expect you to go and get it from the urban pantry. So, Bar Ventura, I know you guys used a couple of times. Yeah. When we came in, um, just again a pretty s- standard fare: um, beer, wine, some some uh, cocktails. I picked out a coconut martini, so it's a chocolate martini. That sounds um, delightful. Yeah, um, but other than that, again, it was it was all pretty standard fare. And then Bar Soul, I I know you guys used as well. Um, Bar Soul was good, wasn't it? That I mean, that was the was it after the meet up when we went back there? Uh, no, I think it was a Saturday afternoon. I think it's when we we'd uh, we'd gone back. Yeah, because we'd we we had the meet up on Friday. Oh, was that the Friday, was it? Yeah, and then the sat- I'm sure it was a Saturday afternoon. Yeah. We came back before we went to Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah, remember yeah and that's snooze. when you, you passed out, Craig. Yeah. I, I and bought we a, were all late. I bought a bucket of beer, didn't I, down there? Yeah. And I shared it with Phil Carpenter. Yeah. Phil the Carpenter. Um, and I think I'd had a couple of beers as well out. So I was pissed and exhausted and fell asleep. Um, I had a frozen, I think I had a frozen daiquiri. Yeah, yeah, I seem to remember I that. Had a frozen cocktail because they had like the the frozen cocktail machine. Yeah, so I've got I've cocktail. got one that's called the Liquid Soul. I'd written on my uh, on my list. So yeah, there was a couple of frozen frozen uh, cocktails on there. I think yeah. this, the. Bucket of beer was quite reasonable, if I remember. It was, I think, it was six for twenty-four dollars or something, or yeah. maybe thirty dollars, something like that. Yeah, well worth it. Yeah. And then the, the other cocktail I picked off that list, mainly just because of its name, was the Arnold Palmer's Day Off. <laughs> um, but that—that's really it for Aventura. Um, they've got a Starbucks in the reception. Um, and uh, right. at a gift shop, but I, other than that, I can remember being disappointed by Aventura when I was there, yeah. But now, with hindsight and thinking about it with rose tinted spectacles, it's not a bad little hotel. The location's great because of how close it is to the other hotels, it's easy to get a, a boat. What What's the other one? The other hotel across the road, Sapphire Falls. Yeah. yeah, so you can walk through there and get on yeah. a boat. The yeah. buses were very regular, and yeah. I said, Don't, didn't you go out onto the main road for it, and then swing back into Universal Property type of yeah. thing? 
Yeah. Um, but they were very regular. It was a very clean hotel. It was um, polished concrete everywhere. Yeah. Um, and but, it has a robot. Yeah, we haven't I even talked ha- about the robot yet. No. Yeah, it, it had a robot, so you could order off room service and... Um, the robot would bring you up towels or toilet paper. I went with the I went to the roast station and I got a great uh, the great beyond burger. Yeah. A beyond pate. And now I asked the girl on this one. I remember Stuart had the one of the pizzas and the pizzas were lovely. Yeah, I and had I, the uh, the bacon cheeseburger, which was really nice as well. And I, I said to her, I want a bunless burger. She because what they do in America is they wrap it up in lettuce leaves, and she didn't understand, and I just got a burger, so I just didn't eat the bun. But it was lovely. That was my first introduction to a Beyond Burger because they were all the rage then. Like I hadn't you. even, I hadn't even had one. I'd had the. Um, I remember that trip. We went to Birking, I think two or three times. I went with you when we got back from Disney. Yeah, and I'd gone with Craig. I think maybe the day before. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think it yeah. was that night. We well, we went, we went, we went for lunch at some point, Craig. Because you yeah. went, you went to was it? Is it Sandwich Box? Yeah, the Sandwich Box. Yeah, yeah got so all emotional you, in there. We created yeah. me dinner with Kerry. Yeah, so you went and you went and got Sandwich Box, and I went and got the Impossible Whopper because that yeah. was the new thing at the time. But I'd never had a Beyond Burger. I didn't even know they had one on the menu, so I was surprised when you you had it. But I remember you saying it was really nice. And oh yeah, now I love Beyond Burgers. Now I can buy them over here. But um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I had I just had a cheese pizza um, that Saturday night, and yeah, it was it was it was nice. It was a uh, I don't know if it was, I can't remember if it was a wood fire fired oven. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. So it like you got that really nice kind of like burnt crust to it and everything. And there, were, there was an unlimited refill you could buy there as well, couldn't wasn't oh, there? That's right, yeah, yeah. Bar Soul was great, and like we said afterwards, that's where we should have had the meetup. Yeah, if we if, we, if we'd have realised what the space was before. Um, but yeah, that it, it, for an outdoor like pool bar, it was really good. I really enjoyed it there. Um, and the robot is a fun little gimmick. I think we got... Did we get towels delivered, P-dubs? Yeah, I think so. The robot. Um, yeah, I just I just thought it was... like At the time, and I would still say, of the Universal Hotels we've I've, I've stayed at, I would rather stay at Cabana Bay over Aventura just because... Definitely I love the theming, and you've got the the pool. You know, the, the, it's the a different vibe, isn't it? It's a different energy. Yeah. But but there was but there was absolutely nothing wrong with Aventura. No. And if it come yeah. if it came down to price, like you know, if if I was able to, uh, you know, if if Aventura was a bit cheaper than Cabana Bay, I'd happily stay at Aventura again. Mm. I did have a nice time there. I thought it was a nice hotel and it was clean, and that's really the, the kind of things that you you want to have. Um, but uh, but yeah, I just I, I just think you know when, if you're comparing two hotels and they're very similar in price, and I think also as well what edges it is the fact that when we stayed the room that we had at Cabana we had the view of Volcano Bay out the window, yeah. which was like a bit more fun than what we got at, uh, at our view at Aventura. So, um, but but 
you know, I can't, I can't complain about the hotel. You know, there were just things that I preferred at other places. But you know, mm. if you compare it to like Disney hotels of the same caliber, I think Aventure was a much nicer hotel. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's lovely, and I think there's space there maybe for a, a second tower at some point. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, could happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when we were when we were there, we stayed at Cabana Bay, but we walked through the sort of you know the ground level on Aventura and Sapphire Falls, and it, it certainly seemed nice. It seemed smart, modern. Yeah. Um, on the plus side, it is nearer the parks, and it's nearer that boat that takes you to the parks. But if I had to choose between Aventura and Sapphire Falls, I'd probably choose Sapphire Falls, although I know I think it's a little bit more expensive, but not much more expensive, I don't think. Uh, but it kind of falls in between, really, for me. You know, I'd, if I was going to think about location, I'd probably go Sapphire Falls, but if I was thinking about theming, I'd probably go Cabana Bay. So Aventura, for me, kind of gets stuck in the middle a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I think the the fact that it doesn't have a particular theme is the problem. Mm. You know, yeah. when, when you compare it to one of those those other hotels, um, mm. but as can't remember if it was Craig that alluded to it, the fact that you could walk across the road through Sapphire and get the boat was a huge advantage. Yeah, you know, it wasn't as easy to do that at Cabana Bay no. um, for obvious reasons. So. Um, that, that definitely did have a distinction to it. And also as well, I think the Uber park or the lift park was very nearby. Yeah. Because whenever we needed one, like we, you know, waited seconds. Yeah. Didn't we? Like when you looked on the map, but where the cars were, they were all parked just like, not across, not around the corner, but, you know, may as well have been. Um so yeah, so getting getting access to uh, Ubers and Lyfts and stuff like that was really really easy there. We didn't do that at Cabana Bay, so I don't know, you know, what the difference was. But just the fact that they were there in seconds means that that's another thing to consider, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think that's that's the only thing that lets it down is the the lack of uh, an overall thing. Being mm-hmm. modern isn't a, really a thing to me. Yeah, but. Yeah, it was it was still it was still good though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything else from you, Pete Ups, on this? No, that was it. I enjoyed my stay. It was my first stay on Universal property, so it's really my only experience at the moment. I'm hoping that changes later on this year. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed the stay. The, the rooms were comfortable. Um, as you say, everything was was fairly easy for for a cheaper hotel. Um, I think it's positioned well um, with lots of options, uh, easy options to get to the parks and and to the other hotels, as I said, to get to the boat and, and things like that. So, yeah, I, I enjoyed my stay and I wouldn't say no to staying there again. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's been a while since I've had absolutely on one of these podcasts, but thank you, Craig. Um, and I think that about does it for this month so thank you all for joining and thank you dear listener 
for downloading. And uh, if you haven't, I haven't seen a new review for a while, give us a review. That'd be quite nice. Um, I mean, obviously, if you write a review based on this episode, you can't slag off Ryan because he wasn't here. But but it'd be nice to to uh, to get your feedback and also you know drop us an email. I do try and read them when I can, maybe not enough. Um, and also, P Dubs, am I right in thinking that this month on Patreon we'll be looking at Transformers? No, no. This month is The Simpsons. The Simpsons movie. That's right. And spider then pig, Spider Pig. Next month. And I've already watched it. I, I've got in early with my oh. watching for next month is uh, Five All An American Tale. Oh, Jesus. What? God. Where's that? It. It's on Amazon Prime, I believe I watched it. No, in the park. It's the roller coaster in between The Simpsons and E.T. No, that's the roller coaster's. Um, oh, it's the. Becker. What's there woodpecker? is another ride there it's, uh, people it's, forget about. It's an indoor, I think it's, yeah. no, it's not indoor, it's, it's, a, it's a play area. Yeah. Yeah, a fiber play area. Jesus, didn't know it was going down that route. Um, okay, well, yeah, I'd forgotten so about it until I started going around the map and I went, Fivel's there, isn't I? <laughs> oh, Have we got to watch that. ET at some point then? Yeah, that'll be the next one. Oh, try and make the girls watch that. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I could put Alice for it again. She got too upset the first time she watched yeah. the obviously, like we all did. Um, yeah, okay. So, uh, yeah, that'll be the next thing that we do for Patreon is is watching the Simpsons movie and discussing the, uh, well, I suppose the Simpsons ride, but we'll probably cover the whole area. There's not much there. Um, so, yeah, thank you for, for listening and uh, we will see you next month with a new episode. Here we are. I'll doubt you. Ta-da! Bye, Scylla. This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast Network. 